Chicago is more than great food, iconic sports, legendary music, and crooked politicians. It's a community of people who, at their core, care about one another and their city. We're chatting with new and native Chicagoans about all things local on The Chicagoan Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to The Chicagoan Podcast. Today I'm joined by Dustin Jankiewicz, Illinois brand ambassador to Liars Non-Alcoholic Spirits and operations partner at Paper Plane Pizza. Dustin, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, T. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. you. Now we're having a great conversation. It seems like we're both uh, on a journey that uh, living almost a little bit of a parallel life there. Yeah, that was very. Uh, hearing you speak just just a few minutes ago was. It, it, I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Honestly, even just some of the things that we we're talking about is uh, it's pretty awesome. It, it says a lot about you as a person and the journey you are on. Yeah. But uh, let's get to how you got to Chicago because you're originally from Wisconsin. Yeah, by way of Las Vegas for a few years, actually. Oh, no so, way. Yeah, I was born and raised, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, you know, the older we got, I, we started to get into a little bit of mischief, uh, let's call it. And my mom's like, all right, we got to get these kids pull them north, <laughs> north Wisconsin. <laughs> they can't get any any trouble up there, right? So we moved up to this little town called Lomira. Okay. 2,500 people. You know, there was, you know, like 90 people in my graduating class type oh, thing. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, they moved us up there um, and uh, boredom creates trouble. So I found it, you know, we found it. And we just so happened to be the, the, the kids, the people from Milwaukee, the big city, right? Really? Intruding the small town. That's so, so funny. we had like a target on our backs. It was funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, we were up there for, I mean, I graduated high school up there, but I bounced pretty quick. Gotcha. Um, I made some lifelong friends, but uh, there's only so far you can really go in a town like that. You know, sure. my first gig was at, um, the only sit-down restaurant in the town. It's wow. called Bo- Bublitz's. Bublitz's ran by Chuck and Kitty Bublitz. For some reason, um, Chuck had this super thick, like when you think of like a Midwest accent, yeah, he'd be yeah. like, hey there, welcome to the Bublitz's, you know, with a table for two, oh, you betcha. I was like, where did that come? Because his wife and his kids were just like, I, I don't know where he picked that up. It was so weird. But... <laughs> You know, uh, you know, rest in peace to, to Chuck Bublitz. Mm-hmm. He was a great first boss. He was just, it was just so funny. I'm like, that's got to be a show. Right? It's got to be a show. Why does he talk like that? <laughs> well, what was it? Uh, uh, that's an Elskit with the... Uh, 100%. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Got. I'm just like, dude, that is so thick. It was good, though, because we used to imitate him. And uh, I still, I mean, I'm, what, 38 now? This is, you know, however long later I'm still talking about That's it. Hilarious. So it made an impact. And also your yeah. first uh, or your entrance into <clears throat> the hospitality world. Yeah, scrubbing dishes. It wow. was great. I loved every second of it. I learned, because uh, I was like 13, 14, you can get to work, mm-hmm. you know. And I learned that uh, if I worked, I got money. And with money, I can buy things. You know, like our, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our, our household wasn't. You know, we were fine. We had food sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> we didn't. You know, but it, it my work ethic was built around that. Yeah, and it, and unfortunately, it kind of stuck with me that work, 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 work. Right. So what, was that all it was for you at the time? Was just work, or did you see it as something that you wanted to maybe think about it in the future? Work. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. way to get money to buy some pot and <laughs> Burger King. You know, for sure, for like sure. I had I, when eventually. I, but the more I worked, I realized like, you know, eventually I can get a. a a shift serving so i got like this post church shift mm-hmm. that started at like 7 8 a.m on sundays and i oh, just man. took care of the coffee shop so i had like four tables and then the coffee shop and i'm like 14 at this point so you just got 
you can imagine the fussy clientele. Oh, right? yeah. But I was just like, I made like 60 bucks in tips. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is insanity. Why, what am I gonna do with all this money? <clears throat> so it, it was, um, it, it showed me that there was like immediate uh, benefits to just being nice for a little while, That's you know? Awesome. And it, ne- it wasn't necessarily who I was, but if I pretended to be this like silly <laughs> Polish kid, you know, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Pancakes? Great. You know, and like <laughs> they would give me like $3 on their $40 bill. And I could, you know. Yep. So anyways, it was, it was, uh, it went from that to like, they let me uh, bus tables, pick up shifts whenever I wanted. They taught me how to prep cook. They taught me, you know, they let me learn in, in that space because I was, interested yeah you know i seen like i said if you offer somebody an opportunity then you know some excel some don't but i i loved it i loved every second of it now now how did you end up in chicago so uh, i started playing music so i was in a couple touring bands oh wow um yeah we the ultimate end game for me was to um i wanted to i wanted to be involved in music so i started going to school for music business i was studying recording um i wanted to be an a and r for a label that was like that's what I want to do. I want to find talent and I want to build them up. And this was all pre, you know, this was, you know, what year was this? 2002, 2003. So, um, you know, I wanted to, to either break my band and, and do something big with it or, um, support bands. And, and, and so in one way or the other, I was like, I'm going to do something with music. So I always had that and then bartending, right? Cause like I could pick up shifts sleep till one, two, if I had a gig the night before, still go play drums at night or go scream into a microphone later, whatever, whatever, whatever I was doing. So, um, you know, I ended the bands didn't work. (laughs) Can you believe it? Um, I'm, uh, you know, I, it didn't work out and, uh, I moved to Vegas for a little while. So that's when you moved to Vegas. Yeah. I was actually going to go out there to play with a band called Anias. Um, that ended up becoming no show. They ended up getting signed and doing some big stuff, but I I, I bailed a little early, but, um, the the direction of the band wasn't really where I envisioned it. Long story short, back behind the bar. Um, so I started, uh, and back behind our bar back in Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, at that point I was bar backing, Gotcha. moved out of Vegas again, back to Milwaukee, um, where, I started bartending more and more. At this point, though, luckily I had picked up a couple of craft cocktail books, like, you know, some stuff from Dale DeGroff, and just like learned that there was people out there doing some really interesting things. And then that we had this bar right in my backyard called Brian's Cocktail Lounge. So I, uh, I visited Brian's Cocktail Lounge. I must have been, what, 21, 22 at the time. And, uh, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, you know, started looking through their menu and I was like, yo, make me something that you're proud of. Uh, one of the cocktails was the pink squirrel, right? Yep. So people have heard it, supper club, classic cocktail. Yep. You know, it's, it's, uh, I ended up opening a bar built around the pink squirrel here in Chicago. But, um, I had that drink and I was like, what, what is this? How is this a thing? This is the greatest thing I've ever had. Um, so that really helped me turn a corner and I, and I said I was going to pursue bartending professionally. So that's what I did. Um, opened up a bunch of cool stuff and then somebody decided to write an article about me. I was like, whoa, whoa, no way. you know, the attention's on me, right? Yeah. Um, be, that's, cool that's cool, feeling. right? Yeah. I was like a bartender. This two page article came out. From, oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? <clears throat> and, um, 
so I think that's where my ego was that, that well, everyone's got the ego, right? But I think that's where that ego started was like, feed, yeah. feed me yeah. Seymour, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I just really started pounding it. Right. I, once again, I seen that like good things come from working really, really hard. So I was off and running, um, did a couple bars in Milwaukee and then I went back to Vegas. Oh, <laughs> you like Vegas? Huh? Vegas is cool. Uh, my family lives out there. Where my my mom and my sister ah, do. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, I you know they moved out there. I mean, right after I graduated, yeah. I was touring and stuff. My sister moved out there, and then my mom followed. And so, um, yeah, I moved back out there. I'm like, I'm gonna learn high volume bartending while making these drinks. That's exactly what I did. Unfortunately, I was just like party monster dude right so yeah, i was Vegas, like i mean it's everywhere right nobody taught me how to be balance. moderation <laughs> yeah, yeah, balance yeah, yeah. like to hey maybe just you know take today off or something right, right nobody right. showed me that so uh, i was out there about four years yeah and um now, this is the second time you were out for, this is the second oh, wow. time yeah so i was out there four years uh as a part of a bar called vanguard lounge um so what was cool about it is that we had like a really cool happy hour where we made these great cocktails and then like nine ten o'clock it was just all house music that's cool so it got really gnarly I mean, in there Chicago's, uh, oh yeah the origins yeah. of house i mean if you don't love it gotta get <laughs> out man yeah i <laughs> my uh my fiance was actually a house music dj so our house is always playing the sounds that's cool, yeah that's we're, very, we're very cool yeah yeah so um you know after vegas I was either, I moved, so we had a pit stop back in Milwaukee, right? So I moved back. I was there for about eight months. I'm like, all right, San Francisco, Chicago, or New York. And my buddy, Steve Schneider, who is like everywhere, but he was at employees only at the time. He said to me, quote unquote, he was like, don't move here. There's too many of you mixologists moving here, right? Really? He's like, don't move here. You're just going to get swept under the rug. Like, don't do it. I'm wow. like, all right, I'm going to take your word for it. You're my boy. So then San Francisco, right? We, uh, I, was, I had just gotten back from a trip to Peru with a bunch of San Francisco bartenders. And um, they were like, yes, move here. So they were gonna have, set me up with a room. I already had like a job lined up, the whole deal. And uh, I don't know what happened. I'll, I think I was just like, I think I need to go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but, and where did that come from? I have no idea. Really? I think, I mean, I think uh, you know, there, there was a girl I was dating at the time that was pursuing like some 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 schooling here. Um, so I guess maybe I, I took it as a, a point to tag along. I don't know. I I was just like, I'm gonna go to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So before I moved here, I started interviewing, and I was like, yeah, I like the people there. There's because there's still that Midwest feel. The people are still hospitable and nice, and like we're the only major city that still embraces that. You know. Right. So yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do Chicago. At least if I have to like tuck my tail, I can come back to Milwaukee. And For I can, sure. I can take the train. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I showed up. Uh, I took a bunch of jobs. It took me forever to get my legs here. I know there's a lot of you know friends of mine now that can vouch for that. Like I just I could not find a spot that I'm just really? like took. I mean it's. You couldn't find a spot because you could. You I, I was working. No, gotcha, I was gotcha, working, gotcha. but like I was just like this is weird, man. I don't like it. Interesting. I'm a. I wasn't well, like a diva, but I was just like. 
I always, I learned at that point that if you're not happy within where you're going, like if you're dreading going right, right. to it's work, gonna work out. it's not going to work, right? Now, did you, was it more so because of the high pace, high energy, like the <sighs> volume at, in Vegas where you saw it being almost slower here in Chicago or what was the difference? No, no, not at all. I, the thing about Vegas is they, they don't, you don't have room to make conversation with people. And if you did, they're, they're tourists and they're quote unquote, right, right, right. you know, Vegas is like, you're dealing with people on their worst behavior. You know what I mean? Right, like right, they're right. just at at their worst. Right, right. So uh, there's a toxic component to that that really started to eat away at me. Where but, but, but here, though, you were saying that. So, would, but you enjoyed that, though, <laughs> on some level, or at least it kept you there. Where It kept me there for a minute, I think because I didn't have to attach, like, I didn't really have regulars, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I had some friends and some people that we bummed around town with, but I never really developed, like, I was like, I don't envision building a rapport or any sort of, like, permanence here right, because right. it's so... It's like next weekend. Right. You know what's next weekend? It's the, a new a new a new plane's gonna drop off a bunch of people yep. that are gonna act like a bunch of. So so in Chicago though, what was it that you weren't connecting with? Then? I I wish I could really. I've never taken the time to to pinpoint it. But what it, but what it was was the environments of operational. Uh, let's let's just put it this way: a lot of the managers and operators I come I came across were driven by nothing but ego. Interesting. And it was, I know everything, you know nothing. You know, I was the bartender, of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm i not opinionated, but I'm like, if I have something to speak up about, well, like, I, I do, right? Everybody, yeah. everybody wants to be valued. Not only that, I mean, you hear it all the time. People don't leave jobs. They leave managers. They leave leadership. Uh, so right? you just so, said it. And, and I, mean, I don't want to, really again, I don't. I mean, I, it is what it is, right? I don't want to, yeah, I don't want any of my, because yeah. I, I still, I'm still cool with previous I mean, managers. You can't, but, you can't improve the situation <laughs> and identify it, right? No, they can only better it. Right. And I'm not saying I was always in the right, but like if I offer you like a good piece of advice <clears throat> that could, you know, ultimately help service or help us as employees be happy and not dread coming here, like I'd hope that you would listen. Yeah. Um, I got none of that, right? And I just was like, well, this is this is silly. So um, I did bounce around a little bit. But um, I, I guess apparently a lot of new transplants do. They're right. just like, you just got to find that right of course. group I mean, of find, people. Find and your, your vibe is and all that. And, and But for you, it's even as much as it was, uh, that when we were talking about was that the industry itself was, uh, I mean, and you hear it all the time, but it could burn you out, right? And and you got oh, to yeah. that point where you had burnt out now. Oh, yeah. And it led you to where you're at now, this whole kind of other life, right? Yeah, let's fast forward. So I landed with a, a fantastic restaurant group here in the city called 16 on Center, and they were just starting their build, which now if you say 16 on Center, everyone's like, dang, they're doing some cool stuff. They're actually... You know, they're opening up that salt shed at Morton Salt. They're doing food halls. I mean, they're just absolutely crushing it. But where I found a nice groove with them, where they understood, I was very, very open about who I was as a, as a person, mm-hmm. right? And they, I think, ultimately were like, embrace that. You know, he's just very, he's very outspoken on things that he cares about. So they, they were able to take that and be like, that is leadership quality, which I found out was a good thing. Um, so I had started off in Pilsen at Dusex. I kind of helped imp- start implementing like a bar program, bar structure, manuals, training. Let's all make these drinks the same. Here's why. Like, it's not that the the company at the time hadn't thought of it. It's just that they were so stretched that they needed somebody, some fresh eyes, some fresh hands to come in and just kind of implement those things. So they gave me that opportunity and I'm thankful for it. 
Um, I was with them for a very, very long time. Um, they sent me to Hyde Park. I got to open Promontory. I got to see that part of the neighborhood. Because again, I'm still kind of new. And but what a way to see Chicago, too. Oh I mean, God. become a part Pils of it. Pilsen you know. and Hyde Park, to me, you talk about like culture and just like rich and then people that are just so passionate about their blocks and their buildings and like where they live. I was of like, I, I'm aware of that being from Milwaukee because we're very passionate people as well. You know, like we can talk bad about Milwaukee. You cannot, you know, it's like the whole Stephen Smith thing where he's like, Milwaukee is a terrible city. We're like, dude, don't come here, man. <laughs> you know, like they were going to get them. So it, it, that, that was kind of like in these neighborhoods I found like Hyde Park, for instance, was just, it blew my mind. Um, I wasn't accepted immediately, which was fine. I didn't do enough research. So the stuff I had in my back bar was like some of these esoteric gyms mm -hmm. and Amaro's and all these things where the neighborhood just really was drinking like, um, they just liked what they liked, you know? They wanted like um, like a good tequila, like Don Julio, and I was I was holding some crazy weird, you know, esoteric one. Sure, sure, sure. And they wanted like a, a, a big one up there was Ciroc, right? So mm -hmm. Ciroc just crushes in Hyde Park. I hadn't even heard of Ciroc yet. Interesting. So they, so someone told me, they're like, you know, I remember having this conversation with a gentleman and he was like, you know, you guys come up here, you're opening your spots and you're force feeding us a bunch of, can I, can I say words on here? A, bu <laughs> a bunch of shit we don't want. And I was like, man, like, can you give me an example? He's like, I don't know what any of this stuff is on, on the back of your bar. You have Ciroc Peach? I go, oh, I got it upstairs in the nightclub. He's like, why? I go, I don't know. No, I had no answer for him. And I go, look, man, like, let me tell you how I put this together. And I'm like, and listen, the next time you come here, I'll have Ciroc Peach. I'll have whatever you guys want. Like, we're in that business. Yep. And this was me just being, I didn't, I didn't know. And I said, everything that's on this back bar, I have met the proprietors. I have been there to distilleries. I have traveled there. I have shaking hands with the people that created it. And I go, so, I mean, I'm like, I 100% understand what you're saying. I need to do better, right? And a week later, I just switched out the back bar. Wow. I went to all of the other spots that were in Hyde Park doing stuff. And um, I go, this, yeah, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, just because I like it, like the number one rule of hospitality is like my running joke. What's the number one rule of hospitality? Always give the guests what you want. You know, and, people, and I wait for people to catch that. But the answer is you give the guests what, what they anticipate as an experience. So I learned a lot up there. I was up there for over a year. And um, our part of our culture as a company was to always hire from within the neighborhood, right? Because <clears throat> A, they live there. They're going to know the people coming through. It's important that they see familiar faces and that we're just not, again, bringing people up to, you know, work, work the establishments. So... We got to train these the, the staff green on because at that time there wasn't a lot of spots up there that were implementing like this craft cocktail culture, yeah. right? And we wanted to provide that for that neighborhood where it's like these things are a dime a dozen downtown and all these other Logan, like Logan Square and Wicker, like you can find these separate programs all over. But there wasn't anything in Hyde Park. Interesting. So I spent a lot of time with training and feedback and listening, I spent a lot of time listening and just paying attention because it's not for me. It's not, you know, we don't open these things for us. We open them 
for, for the community. The community, obviously. And uh. I got to spend a ton of time up there, and and eventually, everybody kind of wrapped their arms around me. I still go up there and hang out. And one of my good buddies, Mario Smith, he's a um, an activist and a and a a, a, a well spoke not well spoke outspoken individual for what should be happening in, in our society and uh you know he's on the radio he's on his own podcast and i listen to him and i take his direction and uh he's um he's just like a great human being i follow him from afar still and check in with them and just be like everything's good and my, my guy mckinday that's up there he does all of the booking for promontory and the club part and they're bringing great things in there so it's like i got to learn and see what these guys were doing they're like you don't isolate your surroundings, man, like you embrace them. And I had no idea I was doing it. And I was like, how long have I been doing this, man? Mm -hmm. So anyways, you know, long story short, I really, really got my butt kicked a little bit, but I got to um, understand Chicago. In a whole, Chicago is a very, you know, that's that city of broad, the broad shoulders that it, it, it's 100% correct. Like they are passionate people about their neighborhoods and don't you dare isolate them. And you know, and if and if you do, you're gonna hear about it. And and I will take that. You know, I'll take that experience with me to the day I die. Yep. I, I learned that's the most I've ever learned. And then from there, you know, like I went and opened Money Gun in the West Loop, uh, with the same restaurant group that was kind of like my little baby. Um, but I learned after, like we talked a little bit about my Costa Rica experience. Um, after some soul searching attempts at sobriety. Um, really kind of learning that I needed to shift gears uh, in my personal life, um, that I didn't need to be a part of a very, very fast growing restaurant group. It was eating me alive. And uh, so I stepped out of my own. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. So we are running out of time a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so what's next for you? What, what, what's on the horizon? What have you been doing? So, what? yeah, I mean, so I, I, I've, I've, um, I had this imposter syndrome for a while, trying to be sober and then run bars, open bars, pedal booze, whatever it was. So I, I, um, I have found myself with a fantastic company called Liars. Uh, it's all non-alcoholic spirits. We have about 21 SKUs, you know, ready to drink cans. Um, and the idea is like every SKU we have, we can replicate 40 classic cocktails for you. You know, no alcohol. Um, and awesome. Liars is fantastic. It's about to take over the world. We call it the spaceship <laughs> because we're in the split scaling mode right now and we are just taking off. So, um, that's exciting. That's my full-time focus right now because it's something that I'm passionate about. I believe in it. And, um, the work culture is beautiful. We have days for, if you're having a bad day, take a personal day. Wow. You know, very different than the environment oh, you bet. The hospitality. You talk about It's the exact opposites. Yeah, um, and then I have, I'm also a partner in Paper Plane Pizza. So Paper Plane Pizza, some people may have heard of it. We extended our pop-up here in Chicago twice. So we were supposed to just be three months. We ended up being nine months. Wow. Um, we are opening in Milwaukee in next, about a month away in Third Street Market and Hall. Congratulations. Which is downtown Milwaukee. Thank you so much. Um, so that'll be open soon. And then we're going to revisit Chicago again. But likely we'll open that out in the suburbs somewhere, maybe Skokie, okay. Lincolnwood, something like that. We're going to stay out of the city. We're going to move it to the burbs. That's awesome. Yeah. So how can people find out more about you, about Liars? How can they follow? Yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I'm not on the TikTok and all that <laughs> stuff quite yet. I'm, I'm you know, getting I'm getting there. a little older, man, but I'm getting there. Yeah. So I'm at, I'm at Instagram at Dustin Drank. It's like, you can see what I'm up to with Liars. We got events and stuff everywhere. I'm pretty, I try to be pretty active on that. 
I'm on the Facebook. <laughs> um, the uh, Paper Plane, www.paperplanepizza.com has our stuff. Uh, liars, www.liars.com has what we're up to. Like I say, global company growing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty approachable and accessible. So um, hit me up on Instagram uh, or, you know, Dustin at liars.co, C-O, not C-O-M, it's just dot co. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm around the city, man. I'm, I'm not hard to find. Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate yeah. you coming in and uh, yeah. sharing your story, your journey that you're on. And yeah, to see I appreciate what, it. You know, Liars taking over the world. Hey, man, you'll hear more from us, and I hope to do more with you guys with Liars as well. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Tony.